Romans 8 and 28 says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward yes, you, Lord. Thank you Lord. says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Psalm 40 and 5, many, O oh Lord, my God are your wonderful works which you have done. And your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Third John 1 and 2, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Isaiah 43 and 13, indeed, before the day was, I am he. Before the day was, I am he. And there is no one who can deliver out of my hand. I work, and who will reverse it? Psalm 33, 8 and 9, let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. Isaiah 14 and 27 says, For the Lord of hosts hath purposed. Who shall disannul it? And his hand is stretched out. And who shall turn it back? Who shall turn it back? We bless you, God. Thank you, God, for your purposes, for your plans. We thank you, God, for this time of worship, God. God, as we come before you, we give you praise. For you alone are worthy. There is none like you in all the earth. And God, we adore you. We magnify you in this house on today. And God, today as we stand ready to receive your word, God, God, we pray that every heart and every mind is turned toward you, God. Father God, that the words that come from my mouth are not mine but yours. So in this moment, God, I thank you, Lord, for arresting all of my faculties and that as I stand here before these, your people, God, that you are going to have your way in this house. Have your way, God. We bless you, God. We lift up Bishop Jackson to you, God. Minister strength to his body, to his mind, his spirit right now as he, he prepares to minister. Have your way, God. God, we just thank you. And we love you for all that you're doing. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6, beginning in verse 9. And it says, But beloved, we are convinced of better things concerning you, and things that accompany salvation, though we are speaking in this way. For God is not unjust so as to forget your work and the love which you have shown toward his name, in having ministered and in still ministering to the saints. And we desire that each one of you 
show the same diligence so as to realize the full assurance of hope until the end that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God made the promise to Abraham, since he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you, and I will surely multiply you. And thus, having patiently waited, he obtained the promise. For men swear by one greater than themselves, and with them an oath given as confirmation is an end of every dispute. In the same way, God, desiring even more to show to the heirs of the promise the unchangeableness of his purpose, interposed with an oath in order that by two unchangeable things, in which it is impossible for God to lie, we may have strong encouragement, we who have fled for refuge in laying hold of the hope set before us. Amen, amen. Just for a thought this morning. Amen. Being, dil- being diligent in change, holding to your hope. Amen. Being diligent in change. Holding to your hope. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. As as we've talked about the theme on this year, about prospering and being held, even as our soul prospers. And the last couple of Sundays, a couple of Sundays ago, um, Bishop ministered about casting your cares before the Lord. Amen. And the importance of of releasing things to him and allowing him to have them. On last Sunday, he talked about uh, being consistent, talked about the early church uh, and how how they were consistent daily getting into the word. Amen. Searching the scriptures daily. Amen. As they received the apostles teaching. Amen. And the definition of consistent means marked by harmony, regularity or steady continuity. Free from variation or contradiction, a consistent style, marked by agreement, showing steady conformity to character. Amen. One of the strengths of the early church was their consistency. Amen. Amen. And when you fast forward to today, amen, in this world that we live in, there, there is always change taking place, isn't there? Amen. There, there, things are always changing. Amen. And the challenge for us is oftentimes we, we are, we are, we are, um, we struggle. We have difficulty with change. Amen. How many of you have difficulty with change? Amen. Amen. It's, it's a proven fact that whenever you, ha- whenever you um, in, implement a change in an environment, you lose about 30% of the engagement. Amen. Of those who are involved in the change. People don't like change, do they? Amen. Especially men. Men, we don't like change, do we? Amen. We like things to be like this all the time, don't we? Amen. But <laughs> amen. But oftentimes it, it is it is a struggle. Amen. At times to maintain consistency in an environment that constantly changes. Is that right? 
Huh? Is that right? I mean, just think about your mind. How many of you change your mind sometimes? Amen. It's difficult to maintain. Amen. Maintain a place of consistency, even with your mind changing. Amen. One thing about living is change is inevitable. Amen. Amen. If you don't believe me, just take one quick look in the mirror. Amen. You don't look the same way you did 20 years ago. Amen. Amen. You might be a little bit smaller, might be a little bit larger. Amen. You might be a little bit grayer. Amen. But change is inevitable. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm, um, I saw a picture of myself in Faith when she was a baby, and, and I couldn't find but maybe two pieces of gray hair in that picture. I look at myself now, and now I almost have a head full of it. Change is inevitable. Amen. Amen. And how we react and respond to changes becomes critical in who we are. Amen. How we react and how we... The key to our success is not found in the change, but in our consistency in the midst of change. Amen. Does that make sense? Amen. Amen. And I was just thinking about that thing when one of the things that we struggle with so much, amen, is change. Amen. Especially when it comes to our, our walk with God, because at the end of the day, we want everything to we want everything at times to be easy, don't we? Amen. Well, how many of us in here welcome difficulty? Amen. I don't. I, how many of us welcome trials? No, absolutely not. And, and, and the, the challenge is the challenge oftentimes, amen, is staying consistent in the midst of that change. I've got to understand that God's purposes God's purposes are unchangeable. God is not going to change his purpose for your life. And God's oath is unchangeable. God is not going to change the oath he has made to you for your life. Amen. Those are things that, that are unchangeable when it comes to God. So the variable in this whole equation is not found in God, it's found in us. We are that variable. Why? Because God is immutable. He changes not. And, and I was just th I was thinking about that thing. Think back to when you first got saved. How excited you were about God. How much you loved God. How much you sought after God. And, and oftentimes, as you progress in your Christian walk, oftentimes it's filled with highs and lows, isn't it? It is filled with highs and lows, depending on what it is that we're going through. Oftentimes determines whether or not we are on a high or we are on a low. Amen. Does that make sense? Amen. I was also thinking about that thing, how, how different we are when it comes to the world. Amen. The world's definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. Expecting different results. Insanity. And to many of those in the world, how many of you know that at times the world considers Christians to be insane? Because of our willingness to stay consistent in the face of change, in the face of difficulty. The key to this is there's a reality that we see that they don't see. Amen? Re reality is not in the realm of the what? Natural. 
It's not. It's in the realm of what? It's in the realm of the spirit. So now, I, now I've got to understand that's where my reality is. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 14 through 16 says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things. Yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We have the, we have the mind of Christ. So I've, so I've got to understand in the midst of what I'm going through, because I have the mind of Christ, I have the ability to see things and discern things that are, that are spiritual rather than natural. Amen? So in the midst of what I'm facing, somebody on the outside can be looking at the situation and see that there may be a need for me to change my direction, that there may be a need for me to change my approach, that there may be a need for me to change my outlook. But I've got to realize that I may see something that they don't see. Because what I see is spiritually discerned. I don't see what they're seeing. I see, I'm seeing what God has already done. So because I'm seeing what God has already done, it changes my outlook. It changes my approach. It changes my stand. It puts me in a place. It puts me in a position where I, where I am diligent and I am focused and I am intent on holding on to God and having my hope in God and not in someone else. Having my hope in God and not relying on the situation or the circumstances. Having my hope in God and not trusting in my own ability to work things out. Because I've got to believe that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I've got to believe that no weapon that's formed against me is going to prosper. I have got to believe that in all these things, I am more than a conqueror. And when we think back to things that we've gone through in our lives, there are things that we've gone through in our lives where we held fast to this approach. There were times in our lives where we were so diligent, we were so determined, we were so intent that we were going to stand in the midst of this thing. Come, No matter what happened, that in the midst of what we, what we were going through, we were determined that we were going to see what God was going to do accomplish. We were determined that we were going to see that God was going to... God was going to bring us through this thing in the end. Am I, am I talking to anybody today? Amen. We have been through some things in our lives that have been tough. Amen. You've been some thing, through some things in your lives that have been difficult that caused you to, to, that beyond anything else, you were going to hold on to God's hand. That you were not going to let his hand go no matter what. Amen. It was in those times in your life, life that you prayed differently. Amen. You studied differently. Amen. You fasted differently. Amen. You talked differently. Why? Because you were so diligent and you were so determined that you were going to see God's will accomplished in this thing. You were standing on God's word in such a way that you were steadfast. You were unmovable. You were always abounding in the work of the Lord. Why? Because you knew that you could not handle this thing on your own. 
Amen? That what you are facing, that what you are facing, only God could bring you out. That what you are facing, only God could work the miracle that needed to be worked. That in the midst of what you, what you are going through, that God was going to bring you through. You had that confidence. So ask yourself this question. How much has everything around you changed your outlook now? Has your attitude changed? Has your approach changed? Has your determination changed? Do you still have the same intensity in your relationship with God that you once had? Do you still study like you used to? Do you still pray like you used to? Do you still rely on God's decisions like you used to? Because the reality is, as you, as you progress in life and as you experience change, oftentimes you get complacent. You get comfortable. You get a sense of ease. And it's in those times that, that you develop a pattern, that you've developed a pattern to your attitude a pattern to your approach, a pattern to your determination, a pattern to your outlook. Now I've got to understand that God does not change his purposes. He doesn't. And he does not go back on his oath. But do we still pursue God like we once did? Do we still seek after God like we once did? <clears throat> Do we still cry after God like we once did? Or do we, do we even still depend on God like we once did? Or have we figured out how to work some things out. Have we figured out how to, to make things change? What God wants us to understand is that he desires that we are diligent <coughs> in our pursuit of him. That we are determined in our pursuit of him, that our desire is to see God's will and his accomplishes, his will and his purposes accomplished in our lives. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart are from generation to generation. You know that God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said it and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? God is mighty but does not despise any. He is mighty in strength of understanding. 
Psalm 89 and 34 says, My covenant I will not violate, nor will I alter the utterance of my lips. You've got to understand, God is deliberate and intentional. He's purposeful, and he's made an oath to you. Amen? And in the midst of that, God is not going to change. God is not going to change. And what we have to understand is, is that there are better things for you. Amen. How many of you believe that there are better things for you? That where you are right now is not where God intends for you to be. How, how many of you believe that where you are right now is not where God intends for you to be? Now, how many of you know that in order for you to get to where God intends for you to be, there are going to be some good things that are going to happen to you? And also, to get to where God wants you to be, there are going to be some bad things that are going to happen to you. And it's how you handle yourself, not just in the good things, but in the bad things, that makes a difference in your life. So if now I understand that as I am going to get to where God wants me to get to, I'm going to experience good things and bad things what has to remain consistent is my outlook. What has to remain consistent is my attitude. What has to remain consistent is my determination. What has to remain consistent is my ability to persevere. Because I've got to understand that through the good and through the bad, amen, what God is looking from me is that same desire, that same intensity, that same drive, and that same dependence on him. So what we've got to realize is that in the good times, it's easy. Amen? It's an easy thing to, to follow after God when things are going good. Amen? It's when things are going bad that we've got to shore up our, some things. You've got to shore up on your attitude. You've got to shore up on your outlook. You've got to shore up on your determination. Why? Because the Bible says that weeping may endure for a night, amen, but joy is coming in the morning. I've got to understand that I've got to have the same approach, amen, that same attitude that I had when I was seeking, following hard after God, amen, in everything that I'm facing, amen. And the reality is, how many of us have things in our lives that we're dealing with that are hard for us to pray about? How many of us are going through things in our life that are difficult for us to study about? How many of us are going through things in our life right now? Amen. That when the man of God says, give it to God, Amen. It's a struggle for us to give it to him. How many of us have things that we are going through right now that we are unsure of whether or not God is going to work them out or not? Oh, I know what he said in his word. I know what he's told me in his word about me. I know he's told me that all things are working together for my good. 
Why? Because I love him and I'm called according to his purposes. I know what he says about me in his word. I know he's told me that I am more than a conqueror. I know he has told me that in his word. Amen. But when it comes to some things in my life, it's a struggle for me to believe that. It's a struggle for me to act on it. Am I the only one that, 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 that feels like this at times? Amen. How, am I a stranger up here talking to, to, to everybody? Amen. There are things in our lives that are difficult for us to hand over to God because we are unsure of the outcome. We're unsure of the purpose. We're unsure of how it's going to work out. Because at the end of the day, God's plans are God's plans. And some things you know and some things you don't. God is not going to tell you everything that he's doing. All he wants you to do is just trust him. All he wants you to do is just trust him. All he wants you to do is believe his word. All he wants you to do is follow him. Knowing that, that no matter what, you're not going to let his hand go. Knowing that nothing, can, that nobody can pluck you out of his hand. Because at the end of the day, if God told you everything, you might be privy to sharing your opinion. Well, God, I don't know if we should do it like that. I mean, I hear what you're saying. But have you ever thought have, have you ever thought about trying it doing it this way? Have you considered We got to get to that place. We got to get to that And it comes in our desire and our willingness and our diligence in knowing that we have a hope, that we have a hope to the end. It comes in our ability to have patience. Abraham had patience. Now, it doesn't mean that Abraham didn't mess up along the way. Right? Because when you go back and you look at it, God made, God made a promise to Abraham. Right? And he told him that his seed was going to be as plentiful as the stars. That's what he told him. And Abraham had gotten old. And Sarah still hadn't had a child. And they didn't have no, they didn't have medicines that you could take. Like they do now. So Abraham was worried. I'm that's the truth. That's the truth. Abraham was worried. So he said, maybe, maybe the key to the blessing is through my servant. God said, huh, 
That's not it. Some more years passed. Well, maybe. Sarah says, Abram, not only are you getting old, but I'm getting old too. But Hagar, she's young. So Abram and Ham said, okay, that might be it. Now, now where in the word do you see do you see him going to God and saying, is this the way? Huh? Nowhere in scripture do you see him going to God and saying, is this the way? So twice he tried to help God out. But finally, Sarah had a child. And the lesson that God was teaching him was that I have made an oath to you. I have made an oath to you. And I am going, I am not somebody who can lie. If I have made an oath to you, that oath to you is solid. That thing to you is solid. You don't need to waste your time trying to figure out how God is going to do it. You don't need to waste your time trying to figure out when God is going to do it. You don't need to waste your time trying to figure out where God is going to do it. If you've got something that you need to spend your time doing, you need to spend, spend your time meditating on the fact that God said he was going to do it. So that in the dark hours, in the midnight hour, when it gets tough, you are found meditating on the fact that God said he is going to do this thing. It might look bleak. It might look tough. It might look rough right now. But God said that he was going to do this thing. God said that he was going to do this thing. My mama didn't say she was going to do it. My daddy didn't say he was going to do it. My boss didn't say he was going to do it. But God said that he was going to do this thing. So what do I do when it looks like it's not going to happen? That doesn't matter. God said that he was going to do this thing. What does it look like when I get pushed two steps back? That doesn't matter. God said that he was going to do this thing. I've got to be so determined and so diligent in my hope to God that nothing shakes me and nothing moves me. Why? Because God said that he was going to do this thing. There are two things that God cannot do. There are two things that God is not going to go back on. He is not going to go back on his promise and he is not going to go back on his oath. He's not going to go back on his purpose. And he's not going to go back on his oath. God is not going to do those things. So what I've got to understand, that when it comes to my life, change is inevitable. Amen? Amen. Tomorrow is going to be change, isn't it? Tomorrow will be a day that I have never seen before in my life. The benefit of tomorrow, though, is God says that I've got new mercies that are waiting on me for tomorrow. 
amen, the benefit to that is tomorrow I am still who God says that I am. So I've got to go to sleep tonight with a confidence and with an assurance that tomorrow I'm going to wake up with a diligence and a determination that what God has for me on this day, I am going to experience. I am going to realize. And I've got to understand that I am not subject to my situation. My situation is subject to me. I am not subject to my crisis. My crisis is subject to me. I am not subject to my trial. My trial is subject to me. I am not subject to my conditions. My conditions is subject to me. When I rise in the morning, I rise as somebody who has been made a king and made a priest by God. When I rise in the morning, I rise as somebody who is a conqueror, who is an overcomer. I rise as somebody, amen, who God has empowered. Romans 8, 35 through 39 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword, as it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. 2 Corinthians 2, 14 and 15 says, Now thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph. He said always. How many of you heard always? How many of you know you triumph always? Now thanks be unto God, who causes us to triumph always in Christ, and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ, in them that are saved and in them that perish. Amen. First John 4 and 4. Ye, of, ye, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. This is what God has said in his world about in his word about me. Amen. Amen. And I've, how many of you believe that God has said that about you? Amen. How many of you believe that you, that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world? How many of you believe that Christ causes you to triumph always? Amen. That ought to give you a certain swag about your walk. Amen. That ought to put a certain pep in your step. Amen. That when you are going about your day, you are going about your day with a determination and a diligence that you can tell all those that are around you that it might not look good to you. Amen. But you need to understand that I see something that you don't see. Amen. Because the natural things of, the, the, of this, the natural thing, the spiritual things of this world cannot be discerned by the natural man. So excuse me, but I'm looking at something a little bit different. Amen. What you see in this picture is not what I see in this picture. Amen. So you need to know the outcome of what uh, the outcome to this. Amen. Is not the outcome that you see right now. Amen. The appearance of this in the end 
is not going to be what it looks right now, looks like right now. So what you've got to understand is I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing all along. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep fasting. I'm going to stay in God's Word. I'm going to keep staying before Him. I'm going to seek His face because I know in the end, all things, somebody say all things, all things are working together for my good. So I take control of my situation. I take control of my circumstances. I take control of my crisis. I take control of my conditions. Why? Because God has given me that right and he's given me that authority. Amen. He's given me that right and he's given me that authority. So what do I do? I give it to him and say, God, this is yours. but I have to get to that place. I have to get to that place. Amen. Where I'm not sluggish. I'm not sluggish. No, I'm not sluggish. But it's my faith and my patience that sees me through. It's my faith and my patience Amen. That puts me on a level of consistency. Amen. That's what God is looking for from us. Amen. Amen. How many of you like riding roller coasters? Huh? <laughs> no. I used to, but one of the things that comes with, comes with wi age is wisdom. <laughs> you know, and, and, and wisdom, te wi wisdom tells me that at the age that I am right now, the, anxi the anxiety that I felt when I was growing up, and all I could hear were those chains, clank, 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 clank. And that feeling in my stomach I felt when we went over the top. And I ain't hear no chains. Because those chains control the speed. Because they only going to pull so fast. But when you own that fall, and see, when I, when I was younger, I would say, ooh, it's another one coming up. And I'd be waiting on those chains to sound again. And then I got to that point where when I got to the bottom, I'd say, oh, no, it's another one coming up. And then I got to that point in my life where when I was in the park and walked up to the entrance, I felt this little flutter that said, now you need to sit down on that bench over there. 
and wait for Joshua to get off that ride? Because you're a little bit too old for this. And it comes from wisdom. Wisdom. No, that's not fear. That's wisdom. Fear is different. That's not fear. That's wisdom. Joshua can go all day long. But his daddy is going to go grab some popcorn and an icy and sit down on the bench and enjoy life. That's what he's going to do. But you know what God wants from us? God doesn't want to put you on a roller coaster ride. God does not want your life filled with ups and downs. God wants your life on a consistent level. And you know what that consistent level is called? Victory. 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 That's the consistent level. He wants you on your life. Get off the roller coaster ride. Let's get off the roller coaster ride. There have been times in your life when you sought God like the world was going in today. And there have been times in your life where God was the last person you sought. Let's get off the roller coaster ride. Let's get off the roller coaster ride. I believe the purpose and the oath that God has made to me. What God wants from me. What God wants from me is that through my faith and my patience, amen, that I experience a life of victory. Is there such a thing as a high victory? Is there a difference in a high victory and a low victory? Mm -mm. Victory is victory. Because at the end of the day, when they turn the page in the record book, all they see is a number in the wins column and a number in the losses column. They don't know whether you won by 50 or you won by one. All they know is that you won. All they know is that you won. All they know is that you won. Sometimes, sometimes you win by a blowout, and it's easy. And sometimes you win. All you can do is sing, I made it. But at the end of the day, 